All right, welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late. My name is Jackson Keebler. Uh, we're going to be talking about retro gaming, movies, media, and current events. It's going to be a lot of fun, so let's get started. Greetings, programs. Welcome to the podcast for Two Consoles Too Late, and this episode is the Tron episode. Last week I did the episode uh, for Two Consoles Too Late on video game movies, and I mentioned the movie Tron. That made me go back and watch the original movie of Tron. Um, I have it downloaded on my Xfinity, and it's also on Disney+. Plus. I kind of wish I had the Blu-ray. There's a Blu-ray that has both uh, Tron and Tron Legacy. I only have Tron Legacy on Blu-ray. Um, Tron Legacy got pulled from Disney Plus for some reason. I'm not, I'm not quite sure why. Um, I thought that was strange. But anyway, in the Blu-ray of Tron Legacy, there's this great uh, short. It's called Tron the Next Day. And it it's sort of like, I guess it sort of builds up into Tron Legacy. Um, you have to watch the movie first, and I guess go back and watch this the short because Kevin Flynn disappears and it's like, what happened to Kevin Flynn? Um, the main character of Tron. Um, and there's this great movement that gets started. Um, and it's called the Flynn libs movement. And, uh, it's really cool. I actually ended up, um, ordering a t-shirt that says Flynn lives. And actually next week I'm going to do sort of like a geek t-shirt marathon of just, all my geek t-shirts and uh, hopefully Flynn lives will, will get here by the time I do that. I did uh, start watching, there's an animated series on Disney plus um, it's called Tron uprising and it first appeared on Disney XD. Um, there's a lot of notable voice actors in it. Uh, Elijah Wood, who we all know as Frodo, Frodo Baggins, uh, Paul Rubens, who we all know as Pee Wee Herman, although you would never know it was him because he, he doesn't use the peewee voice anymore. And another one I thought was really interesting is uh, Reginald Bell Johnson. Um, he was the cop from Die Hard, and he was the father in Family Matters. But in this episode, when I talk about Tron, I'm not, I don't want to talk too much about the movies. I just want to talk about just the, the genre and the series. When you talk about the original Tron, that movie came out in 1982, okay? So I was three years old, um, but I, I eventually found it and became a fan of, of the movie and the series. And at the time, that movie was really groundbreaking. You have to realize that at the in 1982, Tron was going against a lot of movies at the time. All right, 1982, you had Blade Runner, E.T., uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, poltergeist i mean there was a lot of movies out there that it was up against the movie itself didn't turn out to be a box office success i mean i wouldn't call it a bomb but it it didn't do well and the funny thing about that is um after the movie was released they were they released the arcade game uh of just tron and that arcade game grossed more than the movie itself but speaking of tron video games um tron has had a couple uh, console video games. Um, but like I said, the arcade version was the most successful. Um, the arcade version actually reappears in uh, Tron Legacy and in the digital short of uh, Tron the next day. Out of curiosity, um, I, I looked up uh, on eBay just a Tron console and I saw one that was going for $5,500. And that's crazy when you think about it. Um, 
And just like the joystick, I mean, all the parts alone for that uh, arcade game, they're not cheap. There is a Atari 2600 version. Um, I think it's called Discs of Death or something like that. Um, anyway, uh, there's an Atari 2600 version and an Intellivision version. But uh, the Atari 2600 game is just utter crap. They did come out with a, a game called Tron Evolution. Uh, it's on PS3. I, I looked it up uh, on YouTube and it got really bad reviews. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna do anything Tron, just watch the movies. Don't play the games. <laughs> All right, 1982. Uh, Tron was a very very different movie. Um, the cinematography alone, no one had ever seen a process like that. There's a great documentary on YouTube that I watched. I'm pretty sure it's probably on the Blu-ray, but I like I said, I don't have the Blu-ray. And in that uh, little documentary, they, they go into like how the movie was developed and how they animated the film. It was a crazy process. I, I can't explain it. And they used a lot of special films. And as a result of using these special films in Tron, there's these blips in the background. And, um, you know, as you're watching the movie, you just kind of see them go by. And they're like, I mean, I, I can't do the noise. But... Um, those noises resulted uh, from using these special films, and apparently those blips got taken out in the Blu-ray. Uh, Tron got snubbed uh, for the Academy Award solely because the Academy, because um, they used computer animation, the Academy just didn't think that was uh, allowable, I guess. I don't know. I think that's complete bullshit myself. Funny factoid about uh, Tron um, and the animation is the computer that they used to do the computer animation, um, that computer only had two megabytes of memory and 330 megabytes of storage. And, you know, you hear that and you think, oh, my God. But if that if that computer and they say this in the documentary, if that computer had crashed, there would have been no movie. I mean, Tron would not exist without this old computer that I guess was high tech at the time. And now we just think, oh my gosh. Now I, I will talk about the Castatron because there's a lot of recurring characters throughout the series. Uh, first off, of course, is Jeff Bridges. Uh, he plays Kevin Flynn, uh, also Clue. Uh, Clue stands for CLU. It stands for Codified Likeness Unit. And in Tron Legacy, he eventually becomes a villain. The character plays a video game developer who gets fired after uh, the boss, um, Dillinger. Um, he steals his games, and they go into that in the original Tron. In the movie, he gets sucked into uh, the, the grid, um, to find proof that Dillinger stole his games. And then in Tron Legacy, uh, it goes into the story of how he, he Kevin Flynn, creates the grid. Um, I didn't like Tron Legacy because they CGI'd him in that movie as Clue. I think that was like one of the first ones because then eventually you see like movies like Star Wars Rogue One uh, where they CGI'd Leia. Um, and then in The Mandalorian... Uh, they CGI'd Luke Skywalker. I, I don't like it when they do that. I it, It's just a little, I don't know, strange. Funny thing about Jeff Bridges, though, on the set of the original Tron, they actually had arcade games. And Jeff Bridges actually got addicted to video games. And 
Like they would start to film a scene and he'd still be playing a video game, which I thought was really funny. Next one is the big one. Uh, Bruce Boxleitner. He plays Alan Bradley uh, slash Tron and sorry, spoiler alert, Rinsler. Tron, the character Tron, is the hero of the series, not Kevin Flynn. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I mean, the movie is named Tron. The series is named Tron. I mean, one of the constant lines of, you know, that Tron uses is, I fight for the user. Alan Bradley, he's the one that writes this program called Tron, and he writes the program um, to take down the MCP, the Master Control Program, in the original film. Bruce Boxleitner has appeared in every iteration of Tron, even, you know, including the new uh, animated Tron Uprising. Bruce Boxleitner has made a huge career from Tron, and there's a really funny story about Bruce Boxleitner Boxleitner, sorry. It, his his name's a mouthful. But anyway, he didn't want to do the movie. Um, he was filming a Western, and they gave him the script, and he's reading the script. He's like, this is crap. I don't want to do it. And then they sent it back to him, and his agent was like, look, this, you know, Disney's on, on board with this, and Jeff Bridges is doing this movie. And at the time, Jeff Bridges was a really big up-and-coming actor. So once that Bruce Boxleitner heard that Jeff Bridges was doing the movie, then he signed on. Growing up, um, I used to watch this show with my grandmother. It was a, it was a really kind of like a funny sort of espionage rom-com show. Uh, I'm sure most people haven't heard of it. It's called uh, The Scarecrow and, Miss, uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Um, but I used to watch that with my grandmother. So that's that's like where I, I learned about Bruce Boxleitner. But up until Tron, he mostly just did Westerns. Um, I looked him up on uh, my cable. There's a whole series with Kenny Rogers and The Gambler. Apparently he was in a lot of those. But I think he's a great actor, and I don't think the whole Tron series would even exist without Bruce Boxleitner. Now, there are a lot of, I would say, ancillary characters throughout uh, the Tron series. Um, first off is from the original Dan Shore. Uh, he plays the character. He's, his name is Roy Kleinberg. Um, but in, he also plays his character Ram. Um, he's the guy who eats the popcorn in the, in the first movie. He makes like a little bit appearance in the beginning, but then he makes a big appearance, um, in the movie itself. Um, he also is in, uh, Tron the next day, the short on the Blu-ray, he actually plays a really big role in that short, which was great to see him again. And that brings us to Tron Legacy. Uh, Cillian Murphy, um, he reprises uh, the role of Dillinger in Tron Legacy. He's only in there for like, a, it's, it's a completely bit role, um, but he plays the son of Dillinger. And next is David Warner. Uh, he plays uh, the villain in the original Tron. Um, he plays Ed Dillinger. The, the senior executive vice president of ENCOM. Um, but once you get into the grid, uh, he plays the villain Sark, and he also voices the master control program. Olivia Wilde, um, she was in Tron Legacy. She plays Korra. Uh, she is, uh, spoiler alert, in ISO. And um, she also makes one little appearance in the animated series Tron Uprising. And then there's Garrett Hedlund. Um, in Tron Legacy, he plays Sam Flynn. He's the son of Kevin Flynn, uh, the heir to the Empire. Um, he 
he doesn't really appear in too many films. Uh, the only one that came to mind for me was uh, there's this Netflix movie called Triple Frontier about a I guess it's a bunch of Navy SEALs. Um, but he he's in that. He's a good actor, but like I said, I don't think he appears in a lot of stuff. And then Michael Sheen, um, he plays Zeus in Tron Legacy. Um, his character I would I would describe as very David Bowie. Um, he's a very androgynous character. And his performance, it's uh, he has this cane, and it's it's a bit like the Riddler. Um, I thought Michael Sheen did really good. I mean, he wasn't in the movie for long, but he was good. And like I said on uh, the animated series, there's a lot of really famous voice actors there, uh, like Paul Rubens. But that's the best thing about Tron is it's always going to have a great cast, of, um, you know, a starring cast. It it's never gonna. I mean, you're gonna have a couple no names, but you know, you're always gonna have a couple stars in there. A big thing in the series of Tron are uh, the vehicles. Uh, in the original uh, movie, uh, there's a guy named Sid Mead. Um, he uh, developed uh, the light cycle and uh, the solar sailors. And then in Tron Legacy, uh, Daniel Simon took over designing the vehicles. Uh, he used to work for Volkswagen. Daniel Simon actually sort of redeveloped uh, the light cycles, the motorcycles. and I, I was looking it up and there was a, uh, I think it was a Motor Trend article where they actually made a real uh, light cycle and one actually sold for $77,000. But as the series develops, the vehicles of Tron, uh, they just get a little bit more ridiculous. Um, in Tron Legacy, you've got all these, like, there's planes and jets, I don't know. And then, especially in Tron Uprising, um, once again, Daniel Simon still is uh, developing these these vehicles of Tron. And then in Tron Uprising, I mean, you got these strange, you got planes, boats, helicopters, ATVs. There's there's this crazy looking roadster. Um, so I, I, I kind of take a little bit of issue uh, with the Tron series as, as the series goes on, because I'm always going to go back to the original Tron where all you had were you know, light cycles, which everyone thought were completely cool. Um, the evil recognizers, uh, the little uh, battleships that come to get the light cycles and everything, and uh, the solar sailor. Another great part about uh, the whole series of Tron is the soundtracks. Um, the original soundtrack, uh, it was done by Wendy Carlos. Um, her notable soundtracks were uh, Clockwork Orange, great soundtrack. The Shining. Um, she always used like she always had this weird synth vibe that just. I mean, in a movie like this, you had to have a soundtrack that was had that weird synth vibe. And on the original soundtrack is Journey, Steve Perry. I used to play pool with this guy, and anytime I lined up for a shot and I was playing him to screw me up. He would always just go, Steve Perry, and I swear to God, I miss that shot every time because he said that. So every time I think of Journey, I think of that. But Journey actually did uh, two uh, songs on the original soundtrack. Uh, one is called Only Solutions. Journey actually later appears in Tron Legacy, and it's one of the greatest use of the, of the song Separate Ways. Uh, when Sam Flynn walks into his dad's old arcade, um, he hits the jukebox and then separate ways comes on. It just, I don't know why it just worked. Um, 
so yeah, Journey plays a big part in the soundtrack of Tron movies. But the breakthrough on Tron Legacy that uh, the soundtrack was done by Daft Punk. Um, it is a great soundtrack. And they actually, uh, they make a bit appearance uh, in the scene with Zeus, uh, Michael Sheen. But since then, Daft Punk has gone and split up. Uh, but it's a great soundtrack uh, by them. The soundtrack of uh, Tron Uprising, it, they try to mimic the, the I guess, would the Tron Legacy soundtrack, but it's not as good as Tron Legacy. I think Tron's, the original Tron soundtrack, you know, had its time and place, but I think Daft Punk took the soundtrack of Tron Legacy way further. So there are hints of a, a third Tron movie being made. Um, I, I looked on the web and um, there was a title given to a possible third one called Tron Ascension. I don't, I don't know how that would work. Um, I'm guessing, given Tron Legacy, Cillian Murphy would become the villain um, as Dillinger's son. Uh, Sam Flynn, I guess, would become the hero somehow as Kevin Flynn's son. Uh, of course, like I said, Daft Punk won't do the soundtrack, which will suck. <laughs> um, would Olivia Wilde return as Cora? I don't know. Um, so I would like to see a Tron three, but I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. You have to realize that the Tron series, they're, they're not big box office movies. I mean, they've never been very successful. Um, I would call the Tron series sort of like cult movies. Um, either you like them or you don't. And if you like them, great. And if you don't, that that's fine too. Um, Personally, I would like to see a Tron 3. Um, I'm trying to get through this animated series. It's just a little uh, too, I don't know what the word is, I guess, teenage for me. I don't know. When it comes to animated series, uh, geez, like it's it's no Castlevania. <laughs> Let's get that straight right now. I would have liked to have seen more of, you know, a little bit more edge to uh, the animated series, but I'm watching it. It's okay. But if you haven't checked out any Tron movies, definitely, you know, if you have Disney Plus, just pull up Tron. It's it's a great movie, at least for me. Um, and if you like that, you know, go out and check out Tron Legacy. I think it was a decent sequel uh, in 2010. And this is just a funny little factoid about Tron. Um, I just got curious and I looked it up. Uh, there is a font out there it's called the tron font it was uh designed by this guy named uh paul albers and you know you can download it for free and it's a pretty cool looking font and i actually have downloaded it and it's just really cool to see i wish i could like put something on the podcast uh or put my title of this episode in the tron font but i can't all right this has been the podcast for two consoles too late i've been your host jackson keebler uh, check me out on Facebook and YouTube at Two Consoles Too Late, and stay tuned for further episodes. Bye!